Oh my god. It's so good to be back. I can't even begin to tell you all. Um, I'm really sorry for the long pause in these podcast episodes. This is episode 11. 11 of the Voyager Food and Wine cast. Um, it's been almost an entire lunar cycle, maybe longer than a lunar cycle since our last episode. You're saying a month. It's about a month. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, Translation. Yeah. I, I like, I totally forgot how to plug in the podcasting equipment to my laptop. That's how long it's been. Um, it's, it's great to be back. We've, part of the reason for the pause or the, the hiccup is that there's been a lot going on here at Voyager and a lot of big changes are happening. Um, including, um, to this very podcast, we have, uh, we're, we're going to christen episode 11 as the intro to one of our first guests, um, who is now co-host Paul oh. Zirkel. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hi. Um, for those of you who haven't gone through all of our back episodes, shame, Shame on you yeah, and your house. But Paul If you're was, listening to this, actually, yeah. just shame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, listening or not listening, shame on you. Yep. Um, I was raised Catholic. It's pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> um, Paul, Paul was, I think, our first guest on the show. Um, and if you want to go back and listen to him regale you with some tales of his early, early career uh, as a chef, um, please do so. It was entertaining. I actually thought of you and that episode the other day. I was driving down Capitol Drive, uh, and I passed a Wong's Walk, and I was like, huh. "Where? Like, uh, like out in Brookfield? No, like, um, shit. Where was I? I I feel like I was on Capitol Drive, like over by like um the TV station. I, I was going to Belter, so like oh, I was well, okay. up there, and I was like. Okay. Oh, Wong's Walk. I'm like, ah, oh, Zerks. Yeah. A- and then I thought, like, I bet the owners of Wong's Walk never imagined that someone would equate, th- in their minds, the young Paul Zirkel with their restaurant, but that's what's happening now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Well, tell considering, the, tell uh, the Wongs. <laughs> considering one of my, my good friends from back then was dating his, his daughter for, I think, like two years. Uh, the Chins. Karen Chin, her name was. Dang man, yeah the the roots go deep. Yeah. Um. Nope. Anyway, yeah we're 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 doing this um together. Is we wanted to have still have a food a food centric kind of vibe to the show. As always, we're uh, imbibing some wines while we're doing this. Um, and other things. And other things, and we're we're hanging out and talking about flavors and talking about life. Um, we kind of just wanted this to be a little bit of a, um, a getting, a, you know, re getting to know you episode a little bit. We, we've had a lot going on, and that includes, um, a couple like big tastings. And I, I know back in episode 10, I had kind of covered my experience down at Trebicchieri in Chicago. Uh, it was the accidentally Italian episode. Um, that, that tends to happen in my life a lot. I think maybe like the past six years of my life could maybe just be called the accidentally Italian episode, mm. but 
I don't know, man. Um, We also had a recent wine show also in Chicago called Third Coast Swath, which was uh, more of a natural wine uh, kind of exposition. Um, Both of them very fun in their own way. Both kind of dangerous from a uh, tasting yeah, lots tasting of wine. Perspective. Yeah, just lots of wine. like an inhumane amount of wine. Yeah. Um, Too much, you might say. Um, I mean, if you yeah. want to drink it all, that's insane. Uh, In my, my younger self, maybe would have tried. Yeah, and, um, not, and not spit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like carried yeah, out. Seriously. Uh, um, yeah. But two completely different wine tastings by far. You know, when you're dealing with old school Italian wine, especially, and you're dealing with Barolos and huge reds from northern Italy and um, the volcanic kind of stuff that comes from southern Italy, mostly red, really. Um, yep. There's some minerally whites, but for the most part, it's a lot, I would say, 70% red. Um, yeah. And then this new one, I mean, it was completely different. I mean, there was the scarves were still there. They were just had different import. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Everybody so, was still wearing a scarf, yeah, but um, yeah. it was just the jeans were different. I'd yeah, say. tighter. Yeah. yeah. Well, ooh, I don't know. I yeah. mean, less rips. Also, lots of really great hats. Oh yeah. Um, at both at yeah. both wine, I like that we're like just going straight into the fashion first well, because dude, first I'm thing you do when you walk into picture. places, judge. Yeah. yeah. You know? First thing um, I do when I do wine tasting is judge everyone there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know what you're getting into. Um, and how, how you're supposed to act, <laughs> so on and so forth. Yeah, like uh, that man has a far too large of a fedora on for Seriously. me to really yeah. want to engage yeah. right now. That's, t- um, he, that's, in, that's like dragging attention to it's you. Like a, it's, yeah. it's like uh, trying to eclipse like Mumford and Sons. I don't know. But it is, possible. is it ironic or post ironic or I don't know, man. Yeah, seriously. Like, if you have yeah. a mandolin in a case, while you're I feel like the Mumford Sons probably have their own sons that shit's been so just done by now. <laughs> Seriously, and one of them came out as like kind of a fascist. I don't know. Really? Yeah, it's been really weird. It's been a wild ride for the Mumford wow. Sons, or maybe just Mumford. I don't know about the Sons. The sons are probably oblivious. old man Mumford. Yeah, old man Nazi Mumford. stooge. Yeah, not having a good time. Um, and it's so crazy how that that whole band, I won't go on to that whole band. But either way, uh, <laughs> Swap was very much like that. They might, it was the mandolin of of, uh, mm. of wine tastings. Um, oh my god! But it was very, right. uh, it was very like they should have had a mandolin player or something. <laughs> uh, which ironically, compared to the Italian one, you'd think there'd be a mandolin at that one. Something. Either way, yeah. um, <laughs> that's not ironic. It's Atlantis Mars not ironic. <laughs> um, but both were great events. They were well run. They were amazingly put together. Um, I'm always amazed at how quickly people can. Uh, well, I guess not quickly, but how how everything they kind of adapt in its own kind of restaurant style. You know? I you know yeah, and it, here's okay. Here's my take on this. I I did enjoy both events, mm-hmm. and they they're both really. I'm sure to set up each one of these events probably takes six months or more of planning. Oh, it's probably a yeah. year round thing, just trying to get so many different vendors involved and importers and. Invites sent out and all that stuff. Well, I as can't as imagine the, the wine talent there that they had, at, especially at Swaff. It, it's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, Italian wine wasn't as well represented, um, just because not a, lot of, not a lot of Italians came to America. Right. You know, it's it's in the middle of COVID now. That when we the last one we went to mm-hmm. was four days before COVID. Yeah. Like like hit America hard and everything closed down. What I what I like about Trebicieri as opposed to Swaff is that things are it's in a bigger space mm-hmm. things are a little more spread out you have a little bit more breathing room 
and there's like just snacks everywhere. Yeah. Like you can't like you can't like throw your wine glass without hitting a tray of like sandwiches or cheese or whatever, and it's like or mountains of cheese. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to yeah. throw a wine glass at yeah. one. You don't do that. No, but not advocating. Um, that's what happens after you try to taste all the wines. Um, so, or try to try to swallow all the wines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna touch that. One. I just, I like the thing with Third Coast Swaff is like, like you have this big room, and they just cram everybody yep. right in the middle, and it's like the edges weren't used at all. Yeah, I was like, there's so much free space yeah. in here. Um, so you end up kind of like having to really fight your way to some of the tables. And, you know, I was espousing this all, all day because I, every time I'd see someone from Wisconsin, they'd be like, oh, where'd you go? Who'd you see? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I have the map on my phone, but it's useless because I can only be here for two and a half, three hours, and I'm not going to spend three quarters of that time waiting in a line. Well, that's the thing, too, is that, like, neither event had any, like, pamphlet to hold. You know, they, didn't, right. they both had a huge map at the one end of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, you're at least uh, Trey McGarry had had a sign, like right. good signage. This one was like literally brown paper, like swap was just brown paper things with numbers written on it. Yeah, and you're kind of like, <laughs> and they're so busy. It was like so yeah. packed, and you're just like trying to look at. Is that 17? It's all wet. You know. Yeah, there was some that were like scratched yeah. out with like arrows pointing to other yeah. numbers, and I was like, I don't even know what that means, dude. By the way, if you've never been to a wine tasting, it's basically the worst COVID nightmare you'd probably imagine in your life. People are just spitting everywhere. <laughs> like, it's just like, people are just like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I can't, I don't know. Yeah. I just got to shut your brain off for yeah, a minute. Just, I really, mean, it's, you know, it's surprising how quickly we've been like, yeah, let's just spit in each other's face. I, I, I still, <laughs> I still fear the bucket sometimes because yeah. I remember my first, my first time at Trey Bicchieri, um, in 2019, my at my first table, the first wine I tried, I had spit into the bucket and it was about a third full of wine spit, and I my spit hit it just right, and this giant like droplet emerged from the bottom of mm-hmm. the bucket and just hit me right in my naked eyeball. It was just like a hundred people's spit going right into my eyeball, yep. and. And Fauci does not recommend that. By the no, way, no. Other people. Spit I maybe in the I'm the person that started COVID nineteen. <laughs> maybe I am the well, that patient was, zero. That's the other interesting thing too. The Trebek area again was right before the shutdown. Yeah, and it was, I believe, COVID was primarily besides China. It was in Italy. Yeah, uh, and so like you had a room full of Italian winemakers that were hope, I think had been on tour though, so they've been on tour for like three months. Yeah, or so they, a lot of them actually live here. Yeah, they in, but in other markets and right. then they come to the so oh, but I, so it was like interesting to be back and like we're the people that are the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of Italians didn't come because America's gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and before we had gone to that, we went to Chinatown and ate a bunch of dumplings and fried mm-hmm. chicken wings, and we were like. Wow, we just visited like, you know, two of the the groups of people in the world who are getting hit the hardest with this thing that we don't even really know about. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, actually, when we were going into Chinatown, they were, they were basically begging people, please come to Chinatown. Don't be racist. You yeah, know, like come to yeah. China. Like we're not, we don't, we're not all sick. <laughs> I know? still I remember still that era of COVID. Ch- yeah, you know, I mean, that era of COVID was like, oh, you're Chinese. Ugh. Yeah, you it's know? like the era after nine <laughs> eleven when like people were like. 
you know, burning gas stations and yeah. stuff. And it's like, you know, beating up Arab people or people that look like Arabs yeah. because white people are dumb and they don't yeah. know the difference sometimes. Um, Where they're the easiest ones to tell. <laughs> yeah. But you're white. You yeah. Know, you're European. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, that was – it was uh, an interesting kind of – you know, both of these events uh, – Obviously, we went to, it's been a couple of years, uh, and going back and being a part of the, you know, being a part of the crowd and tasting and talking with producers. and. Um, I think that's my favorite part, I think, meeting people that are in that wine, especially at, at, more so at Suave. Like, it was so loud at Trebek Erie, I couldn't understand, I couldn't hear at much less decipher or translate the broken Italian-English um, through a mask I, again yeah. i respect that they're trying yeah um and you know i would i if i sound horrible trying to speak italian um basically just yell out the last part of the word um <laughs> <laughs> from what i understand <laughs> but uh but either way I mean, it's just it was just a very loud atmosphere there's a lot more people but uh uh swaf was too but swaf you're like meeting like this 30 year old woman in portland that's making wine from like with grapes from northern california and washington you know well yeah it's it's like a little bit more um it's like a a lot of the domestic stuff it just feels like oh this is like really within reach like i can conceivably go and and like go visit this place fairly easily or order something that i like from you know yeah like it's just there's a Perkins somewhere near that. Yeah, one and like you know, there was also some cool like beverage companies out of Chicago that yeah. were represented. Um, I think that's a good segue because I mean there was that one company like that were that was making a Campari, M O O S I. I can't remember how you yeah. pronounce it. I have the uh, card like upstairs. I should yeah, have brought it I down. Think I have but... a pin. Um, yeah, a little punk rock pin. Um, but it was amazing. Like it was really good herbal liqueur. They were doing like and, a sparkling, yeah. like Amaro sparkling. Canned yeah. thing, yep. and then they had like an aperitivo spirit, yep. similar to Campari. And they give you a separate glass to, to drink it straight, so you didn't ruin yeah. your wine glass. Um, um, I thought, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, um, and they had like just really, they had a really solid uh, brand identity already for being a small company. I just thought their stuff looked really cool. It looked like kind of like Italian, but not like. But not trying to be. It was just designed well. Looked like Chicago and, Italian. Yeah, yeah. It looked like Chicago Italian. You know. Um, yeah. And but it tasted really great. Like their sparkling amaro thing reminded me like of like a if you made a spritz with amaro Montenegro. Right. Um, which maybe I'll do in a few minutes. Right. I don't know, but. Uh, I would be thrilled to see them up here in our market. I think we both mentioned that we were trying to get it up there. Yeah, I I think, and I even talked to the lady at the booth, and I was like, "Listen, like, you, like, I'll I'll do an event at mm-hmm. the bar, and like, we'll just like s- just sell yeah. the shit out of this. Create demand, and everything yeah. will come. And yeah. then somebody will have to work with you. Yeah, you know, well, that's how Leatherby got back up here, or got yeah. up here. You know, it's just kind of." You keep pounding at the door, and somebody's gonna open it eventually. Yeah, you know. She um, was like, "Oh my god! Like you're from Milwaukee? I love Milwaukee." Yeah, um, a lot of Chicagoans do. It's yeah. Pretty, I mean, not they don't like the Bucks, but I mean, they or the the Packers or anything about our sports teams. But they will. <laughs> have no choice. Once they uh, buy property up here, yeah. like they're already doing. But I mean, it's I was, only a matter of time. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's another good segue to uh, the city of Chicago, which I have now visited twice in a, a month. Um, 
had the pleasure of staying at the same hotel, which is amazing. It's a B and B. What? Yeah, I know. Every time I see you, you're talking about this B and B. It's amazing. It's the best thing in the world. Uh, what, it's called the Publishing House. It's in the West Loop, which is again kind of touristy, but also a lot of great restaurants are up there. Um, it's walkable for the most part. Um, but this place is called the Publishing House, and it popped up on Hotel Tonight, the app, and for it was I'll be honest, 160 bucks, you know, um, a night, which I'm. Normally, I'm like, okay, that's a good hotel. But then when you look at $83 hotels in Chicago, it's like $60 to park. Or, you know, and it's a valet. And, yeah. Or it's a, it's a Ramada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like in Evanston. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. You um, can get shit in a hotel for but $83. So, so, but you look at this place, and it's like 160 a night. And then you park on the street. And it's overnight. And the, we literally park 10 feet away from the, the place twice. But also, it's 11 rooms. Okay. Um, they have a, a huge common area on the third floor um, that's open concept, and there's a fireplace in the middle of it that you can see from both sides. They have amazing pastries for breakfast from like 7.30 to 9. Like the, these mm. pastries and dry cereals and milk and orange juice and uh, grapefruit juice. And then they have usually two specials that you can order, and it's part of your night. So you could just get the lot, you know, just get like the salad with, with couscous and a poached egg and then an omelet. And you're like, okay. We'll eat those both. That's part of it, too, though. For 160 bucks, that's a steal. Dude, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, but either way, uh, so we stayed in the West Loop both times. But I just wanted to mention uh, how much Chicago has really... Uh, I've fallen in love with Chicago. Chicago has month. stolen your heart, It has. Paul. It has. Uh, and it's not, I've never had a, an issue with he's Chicago. Got a, he's got a bull's hat on right now. I can't I believe not, it. I just... do not. <laughs> that is not true. Coach, Coach Bud, it's not true. That is slander. Yeah. <laughs> um, libel. If it was in print, that would be libel. Um, no, that Paul would never do that. That's yeah. how I know he'd be an imposter. Because mm-hmm. um, no, but I, you mentioned this the other day when when we ran into each other, and I, you know, honestly, like the past few times I've gone down like without kids and stuff, and just been able to like go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been really great. Yeah. Um, I, I still find myself kind of astounded by like how spread out it is sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know. But even then, it's not nearly as spread out as you go west across the country. Everything's things get more spread out. Right. But if you go to LA, I yeah, mean, that's like seriously, that's like I don't know, eighty-five miles wide. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's yeah, insane. Yeah. Fair. Out there. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I. Um, so I mean, I remember flying into Mexico City, and it was like, okay, folks, you can see out the window. Um, we're flying in, starting to get into Mexico City, and then an hour and a half later, we landed. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, there's 27 million people or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is incredible. Oh, yeah. And, but so I mean, Chicago is spread out, but it's not nearly as spread out. Yeah. No, I mean, I think last time, the last time Brandis and I went down there um, by ourselves, we we just drove, like, we kind of had a little a plan, but like, yeah, driving around through the snow, it was like, january maybe um and it was it was great it was a lot of fun we stopped we got to stop at a lot of really cool places um and i i've had a couple moments in my life like where i've i've started to understand chicago a little bit or like get a feel for certain things or what's going on there and i you know but then there's other times other like whole years maybe multiple years will go by but between me going there for some reason it's just really weird it's right there yep um and literally now with 70 miles an hour it's like you're there in an hour and 15 minutes 
you know. I mean, the I worst go, part about it is actually trying to figure out the website to pay your tolls. Oh, that's yeah. literally the worst part. Yeah, <laughs> the website the, is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Dude. they want you to not pay your tolls so bad for like past the fourteen days, so they can charge you with like a hundred dollars. Yeah, something. I have it's an insane. app, and it it's still doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. It's a scam. Uh, uh, and the highways are shit. So yeah. you know that money's just going to Somewhere. probably it's probably still going to Rod Blagojevich. Yeah, that one on the, the one right on the border is like two ninety for a toll. Yeah. It's like three dollars. And how many people do you think pass there? A million every day? A million every day. Just a million, there? a million axles there's every a, day. Seriously, there's a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's an even exaggeration. Um, especially if you're driven in Chicago. Traffic. And that's just the, yeah. that one highway. Yeah. You seriously. Know? But. Uh, but Chicago, though, like getting back to kind of uh, your your new your new love affair with the city, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a chef, I think you probably maybe approach going out to eat there a little bit differently than than I do. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I I try to just listen to all you chefs around me in my life talk about what's cool. Then mm-hmm. I try to like hit up some of those places, but. Right. Um, you know, and and I know that that I've even gone to Chicago Chicago with you and gone and done some cool stuff and had some great food and yeah. Um, you know, I think that was. I think the main the main word that I take away from it almost always and even more so in these last two trips was just diverse. Compared to Milwaukee, Chicago is just full of diversity, and we are not. And so when yeah. I, when I'm like going Milwaukee. Into, the fuck <laughs> seriously it's seriously disgusting. dude when you walk into like a bar it's 1952 yeah when you're walking into a bar or anywhere in the whole city like anywhere you could be anywhere in the whole city and you're it reminds me of an old joke that somebody that was a comedian in the 80s and it would probably be canceling now but he basically he was like he was talking about walking into an african-american club and he's just like wow look at all these minorities i'm the only majority here um <laughs> And which I still think is a hilarious joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But that's like you don't feel like you're white anymore. You feel like you're just part of a community. Yeah. You're just in, there. Yeah. And I get again. I don't feel like I'm white a lot of times either because I have that male white privilege. Um, but at the same point, yeah. It's, uh, but it, everywhere you go, there's there's diversity everywhere, and it just makes me very happy. Like in in a core sense, you know, like it just yeah, kind of re- makes me relax. I yeah. think mostly I'm just scared of white men. <laughs> and well, when you're not around well, white men, they do most it, of the mass shootings yeah. and serial killings and so, violence. Yeah, um, I mean it's and it's not just the average of numbers. Um, yeah, it's but, it's an overwhelming. Uh, but yeah, I know what you're saying, and I like I feel um, I it's something that I definitely notice when I'm traveling anywhere mm-hmm. outside of Milwaukee, especially. Um, you know. Let's all be real. It's this is a a very segregated place in a lot of ways. Still, um, as is Chicago. But I mean, uh, that's yeah. how that's how segregated Milwaukee is. Is that Chicago yeah. looks like this melting pot of yeah. beautiful beauty, Chicago's you know? like the Atlanta of the North <laughs> compared to Milwaukee. <laughs> we're like the we're the fucking. Uh, it's Wakanda. Uh, <laughs> yeah, comparatively. yeah. Com- I mean, comparatively speaking, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it just it makes me uh, it makes me very happy to be around everybody. You know, it just it yeah. just every you could be in any part of that city and be surrounded by a diverse population. The food, to go back to your original point, culinarily, it's an amazing city. I mean, there's just so Dude. many different things. The one the one part we, that is weird is that the, the huge restaurant groups that control a lot of what's going on, as far as the, the high end restaurants. Um, but then you have your little mom and pops 
and every ethnicity in every part of the world, you know. Um, and we, we went to have, in Uptown, we went to get some pho and a banh mi. And there was like seven banh mi sandwiches places on the, within two blocks. You're like, man, That's can you imagine so... just picking your favorite banh mi place? <laughs> just yeah, like, Within right. two blocks. Yeah, and like, you're just like, uh, yeah. you don't go there for your banh mi. You go there bubble tea. That's where you get your Dude, bubble tea. You know? I want to live that life. Seriously. <laughs> I, Milwaukee, <laughs> step it up! Um, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just it. I love that. Like I just love how that's little like divided into little neighborhoods, and um, that's what always again will intrigue me about Chicago as well. And knowing Dan Jacobs and knowing a couple other people that come from Chicago and how they know where to get like the best this or the best that, right? Or the yeah. Best that. I mean, again, it's their opinion because um, you talk to anybody from Chicago, they have a different opinion about everything. Um, yeah, of course. And they're also in the wrong lane. To do anything while they're driving, constantly, they've never been in the right lane. If they're going to turn right within half a block, they're in the far left lane every time. Dude, <laughs> yeah, insane. seriously, man. I love um, you, Chicago, but you're horrible drivers. Oh my you know, God. I'll say this though: Wisconsin drivers um, they drive also like don't know how, they don't know how to drive on the highway. That's the no, thing. that's true. Like that. people will be going 72 in the passing lane, and I'm like. No, I'm I'm legit trying to go 85 here, but like because I'm an asshole. Here's but, the one sentence that you know, covers Wisconsin drivers: uh, law abiding. And so they're driving 72 in the left lane. They think they're speeding. You yeah, know what I mean? They yeah. think that this is wow. I can't believe I'm going this it's fast. Like, have you ever seen a fucking movie? <laughs> have you seen a movie they, they, with they, a car in it? Yeah, like, you realize the dial goes another 50 miles an hour. Like, um, oh my god! But also, I mean, they do that. You know, they slow down before yellow lights. They they. they they put on their blinkers most of the time. Um, it's, it's pretty. I mean, yeah. Maybe they're, they're law abiding. Mid- Midwesterners are. We're a weird. We're a weird crew. I, yeah, you don't want to offend the cop that you can't see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His name is God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, "Yeah, honestly, uh, did you know that um, staying out until you're like really like brown out drunk." Is something that mostly just people in the Midwest do. Mm-hmm. Like most people on the coast go out for a couple of drinks and they, they have like a couple of drinks. Yeah. Or just one. Yeah. And like sometimes it's a non alcoholic drink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying right Seriously. now. Like I've never heard of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I rumored. I think yeah. I saw Netflix. Tell series. me about these uh, coasts. Yeah. Okay? It was like a documentary or something I saw. Yeah. Where it was about how to not brown out every night. Um, we're we're a we're a funny bunch living in a snow globe up here. Yeah, it's not uh, alcoholism; it's a culture. Yeah, it's yeah, it's drinking culture. Mm-hmm. Like the Vikings had that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we <laughs> we are uh, coming to you uh, nowhere near live uh, from the uh, amazing. Uh, wine cellar here at voyager uh we are doing this first episode together uh on a it's thursday wednesday i don't care i think it's a thursday um i've never and the 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 bar upstairs is like jumping off like it's packed and i blame the podcast i think i I think the cast is working finally Mm um i just like it's also like Rain, snowflaking outside. It's a weird March day. It's raining slush. Um, Hallelujah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and the like. I don't know, man. I just I feel like these hopeful 
spring vibes. Like the minute that someone mentioned anything about the Brewers, I feel like the entire city just went, oh, now it's okay to drink every day of the week oh, or yeah. any day of the week. Yeah, and, um, and daylight savings time. Daylight Doesn't, savings time. That means you can start drinking at noon. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, that's yeah. What, what it means. Opening day is going to be on 414 day. Tight. Um, and, and the opening pitch is going to be at 414. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I read that. that Who's doing the opening pitch? I don't care. It should be some great Milwaukee. If the Brewers are above 500 at the end of July, I start paying attention. Um, I'm not a baseball guy. I I really don't. I like cheering for sport. I think baseball is kind of dumb. Yeah. Well, it's not dumb. I just make it more exciting. Yeah. As Mark Twain used to say about golf, it's a good day or a good walk wasted. I think of baseball as like, it's a good standing in the grass wasted. Like, I like going to baseball games so that I can drink beer and eat peanuts and hot dogs and, like, chat with my friends. And then when, like, when a ball flies out toward the wall, everyone stops. We're like, oh, nope. Anyway, so, yeah. Have you heard that new album by blah, blah, you know? Yeah, yeah. um, It's a picnic. Yeah, it's yeah, a picnic it's a, with a, your own seat. It's like your uncle Jim's playing Donnie in uh, in bocce, and you're just standing around and eating a hot dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it I just doesn't want, matter. I want an, an expensive excuse to eat a mediocre hot dog. Now I love playoff baseball. Playoff baseball is amazing. Like playoff hockey, the tension on a pitch to pitch basis yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and I love playoff baseball. I'll and give if you that. in there. I love it. You know, um, for, but I'll watch for most of our lives, Sox, yeah. they weren't. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, <laughs> okay, well. 1982, I was alive for that shit. I uh, was too, but I was one. I was 11. You uh, were 11? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like in the back of my parents' station wagon listening to that Bob Euchre call that. Dude. Um, after a soccer game. I was in the back of my crib <clears throat> pooping in my pants. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Classic you. <laughs> yeah. Just like yesterday. That's still how I prefer to watch a <laughs> Brewers game. <laughs> By the way, I'm throwing out the opening pitch on 414 yeah. at 414. Yeah. Uh, Voyager Food and Winecast, we're going to be there. We're yeah. going to be on the mound. It's amazing um, how quickly this, this has risen since 11 yeah. episodes. I'm going to talk to Andy Silverman about this You're, right now. He just sold it. What? He just sold it, the, the rights to Milwaukee Day or whatever. Get out of yeah, here. I swear to God. I can't remember. The, the, a woman bought it, and I can't remember her I name. just I feel like I've been cheated. Why? Because Andy is... He's the man. He's he's the best. I love him. Ugh. But yeah, he, he, Silverman. It's if you're time out to move there. on. It's time to move on. It's fine. But how do you move on from? I mean, it's going to continue. It's not. It's you know. It's not, Halloween's still there. If somebody sold it after did, eight years, did he did he sell <clears throat> the rights to a holiday what, to somebody? I don't somebody? know what happened. I, I read two articles, and and I should know what happened considering I read two articles about it. You know, we're, get, we're getting him on the show. Mm-hmm. We're going to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I love me some Andy. He's an important Milwaukeean. He truly um, is. And, and, his, and his lady, Michaela, is even more so. She's also a foodie person. She's a chef. Or yeah. Like, she does She does she's this. A, she's a wizard with gluten-free food. She really yeah. is. But uh, also does private chefing and some other things. But, yeah, she's amazing, too. There's no reason why we can't have them on. Um, no, it's too late. Not this <clears> episode. <throat> yeah. Maybe, maybe episode... Not episode 414. I can't commit to that right now. <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm 84 years old. And maybe episode 14 you just throw I'm four. still waiting to throw out the first pitch. Yeah. We'll just, just throw a four on the 14th. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and um, just call it a day. We, um, should, we should do just a Milwaukee episode. Like, 
I think that's kind of what we do every week. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's kind of, yeah, it's centered around, like, it's where we live. this place and whatever, and Chicago, I guess, for today, but, well, I mean, Chicago you know. Is, Chicago is a Milwaukee suburb. That's what we always It say. is, yeah. It's, that's what uh, Chicagoans agree on. They, yeah. They say, oh, wow, we're just a suburb of Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, um, that being said, a lot of, we, uh, coming, circling back, uh, a lot of Chicagoans do come up here. They do. They, they do. They do two day trips up here, and they, they like, do. We just did two of them. It's kind of like how like Milwaukeeans go to Sheboygan. It's oh, like man, I love man everything's a little cheaper up here. I love Sheboygan. You can park everywhere. It's Forty five minutes. Yeah, that's so it. Go to Irma Travel. Go to Stefano's. Yeah, and but, there's yeah. always another restaurant you can throw in there. Dude, um, every weekend in Milwaukee, half of our half of our guests at the bar are probably Chicagoans. Yeah, or former Chicagoans. Well, in Bayview, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're very lucky to be in this this uh, little nook of the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we always it's like Anderson grew up calling Chicago people fibs. Yeah, which is you know, fucking Illinois bastards. But if you go up to Door County, Sturgeon Bay, yeah, it's different. They yeah. call them friends and beamers up there because. Hmm. Man, summertime, like, if it wasn't for Chicagoans going up to Door County yeah. in the summertime, Door County would not be a thing that any of you care about. Yeah. It would It would be a, a backwater. Yeah. There's uh, a reason we all go to Rhinelander. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to avoid all the Illinois people. <laughs> but again, yeah. that's not being said. Everybody loves Illinois money. Everybody does. And we can call them fucking Illinois bastards or whatever the hell. It doesn't matter. Yeah. People spend money up here and they love. And, they, and Milwaukee's created a, a pretty cool scene. Yeah. Especially yeah. in this part of the town. I think but, so. Uh, between the Third Ward and, and downtown now, I guess. I mean, Gregory and Amalinda's downtown. And yeah. Their Birch is downtown. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're really doing really well and we're attracting a lot of people up here. I mean, we got the DNC for a reason. We're not idiots. Yeah. Um, the, rest, the rest of the state is... Idiots. That's another thing but, that's remarkable know. about Chicago, though. You're in Chicago, and it's just like there's just so many people. Like, <laughs> walking, like Dude, you could be yeah, in a yeah. sl- you could be in a slow restaurant, and there's 55 people in there. Um, uh, yeah, where it's where here it's like there's not that many. That people. would be a record number of like sales yeah. for for me yeah. here and, at Voyager. Like, it's just it's it's a, you could be in a bodega on a corner in some neighborhood, and it'd be like there's like yeah. 80 people in there. Yeah, like, what the hell's going they're, on? They're crushing Voyager in sales. Um, it's amazing how many people are in Chicago. That's a, that's another eye-opening statistic. Um, so when you talk about how spread it out is, I always talk about the density. Yes. There's so many buildings that go way high up in the air. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like taking my kids down there. They're like, what is happening mm-hmm. here? Like, this is, is this New yeah. York City? I'm like, yeah. yeah, dude, it's New York. Pretty much. Um, it's ours. Yeah. Um, well, I... We might as well be Jersey. Milwaukee's Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I need to be the one to prove that. Uh, yeah. It's funny right now. I'm actually, uh, I just got back from the gym. I'm doing some tanning, and Paul's got some laundry going down here. Mm-hmm. Doing a GTL. Mm-hmm. Um, no, P- but I. Puka shells? Yeah. Tote, totes. Mm-hmm. Puka shells. I am going to buy an Adidas sweatsuit, though. Uh, I, I still, I still want a track suit like so I'm, bad i'm just gonna go ahead and buy one i mean seriously i bought one for i don't buy myself for my daughter yeah and it was like popping off she even had some adidas at the time like mm-hmm. some shoes and she was like yeah i don't know i don't i don't like it and i was like you know what you have to move out of this family yeah seriously. Um, well, to be fair they probably fit you well 
if, if I would have gotten them for her now, they'd be close to fitting me. Um, and you're not shy about can, wearing tights. She can like almost dunk on me. Yeah, um, it's true. I, I'll wear anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I save them because I'm like, you know what? Florian's going to be yeah. this size eventually. Seriously. And I bet he'll rock that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel you, man, on that on that that Milwaukee Jersey connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to think it, but it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of other things that Chicago and Milwaukee have in common, or actually one other thing in particular, is um, both cities are only, uh, you know, sh- they're on a short list of cities in the United States that have a dedicated Slovenian wine importer. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. Like, I think it's New York, L.A., Chicago, and Milwaukee. Yeah. Which is like kind of weird because i've never met a slovenian person or maybe even a person of slovenian heritage in slovenia, slovenia come out of yugoslavia yeah so it was like croatian serbia and yeah slovenian? so like slovenia is like uh smashed in between italy and croatia okay. on the kind of like uh eastern shore of the adriatic um you make it sound so beautiful. Uh, you know what? It, honestly, Slovenia is really beautiful. You've been there, right? No. Well, but how would you know? I I have seen a couple pictures. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. And you looked it up on the internet. Didn't I you? looked it up on the gave internet. It a, gave, it, gave it a googie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, Slovenia is like, um, it's it's like a fairy tale. It's just insanely green and mountainous and. Like, there's, like, lakes that have little islands that have, like, just, they're just, like, castles. Yeah. Like, the whole island is a castle, and it's, like, how'd you do that, Yeah, you know, a thousand years ago? No. Um, aliens. Aliens, Obviously. bro. <laughs> Seriously. Um, no, why does no one believe don't, me? Don't put me down this path, Paul. <laughs> um, I don't even have hair to grow up. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, <sighs> Jordan, back off. Seriously, um, it's your cue. So, uh, but no, Slovenia is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, they, they obviously, I mean, they're they're in a, one of the best wine growing regions in the world, um, and in, in the past few years, um, we have a husband and wife here in Milwaukee who amazing couple. Uh, yeah, they're great, and I, Neil and Jess, we're we're gonna get them on the show at some point. I probably should have done it this week to promote what I'm about to tell you, but I forgot. Had to um, introduce me. Yeah. We, we had a lot going on, as yeah. I said earlier in the show. But um, So Neil and Jess, I believe the story is they, they went there for their honeymoon and just were like blown away by this country and the people and the wines. And they came back and they're like, how do we, you know, how do we get back to Slovenia? Maybe we should start a business importing slovenian wine and then we can write off our all of our trips i love this and i think that's a great it's i mean anytime somebody says write off something i'm like yeah go go yeah go. do you whatever go. that you is. go whatever that is do it i saw a yeah. really funny tweet where it's like keep your receipts i'm trying to write off a pencil and i'm like oh my god am i gonna get arrested and uh, some some really rich billionaire is like i'm going to write off the c yeah <laughs> i i I claim it and yeah. I write it off um, because I touched it so once. Anytime anybody writes yeah. off anything, I'm like, please write it off. 
I mean, yeah. unless I had a missile out of somebody's hands, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, seriously. Um, I, I, I love what they do. They're they're they have day jobs, and then they do this Slovenian wine importing thing. Yeah. They also import. They now import stuff from other places like Georgia and Croatia and Slovakia and Hungary and all the yeah, kind of like they kind of have like the Balkan Eastern European. Uh, the ex-USSR, and, and, which is yeah. quite topical. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, um, also, fuck Putin. And mm-hmm. um, what is happening here, I'm talking about this right now because Paul and I have actually been sipping on a uh, really awesome volcanic soil uh, pet nat called Volcanica. Which is a sweet name. Yeah. I mean, um, actually, if I'm going to open a band or start a band, that's going to be the name. It's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. Volcanica, V-U-L-C-A-N-I-C-A. Oh my God, what a great name! Yeah, um, and like there are also, I think, several wines that that come from this this same kind of volcano. I think this is a volcano that straddles like the border between Slovakia and Hungary. So if you ever had anything from, um, oh my God, I'm like brain melting on this uh, awesome producer that. We like serve a lot of their stuff a lot of we'll, the time. We'll fix it in post. It's fine. Yeah, we'll get it in post or yeah. the notes or something. But um, I'm also Hungarian, um, so these, yeah. these wines speak to me. Yeah, I mm-hmm. you know I can tell actually. I think your beard has grown of about a quarter Into of an a, inch since a, the a Hungarian beard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pointed. <laughs> Very specific. Yeah, it's like a little. It's your it's your war beard. Yeah. It's more from um, when they were Austria-Hungary, but yeah, I get yeah, your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but so so we're sipping on this and. This isn't Slovenian. It's Slovakian. Yeah, there's a fucking difference, okay? Mm-hmm. Slovakia used to be part of Czechoslovakia. Slovenia is a bit further south. Um, it's more Mediterranean, Ooh, Adriatic. A little east, right? Too? Maybe a hair. Yeah. I, You know, I don't have a map in front of me, but... Either. It's like I didn't even Google this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> so um, but uh, there, we have an event here at Voyager coming up on Saturday... Um, the 26th, um, where we're going to be doing a Slovenian wine tasting uh, with Neil and Jess from Slovenian Wines, Wisconsin. Uh, we're going to be tasting wines from a producer called Batic. Um, and the Batic wines are uh, from a family that's been making wine uh, in Slovenia for uh, generations in the, the Pava Valley. Um, they do a lot of, uh, like kind of classic varietals done in like classical French style. They also do, um, a lot of like native Balkan grapes like Malvasia for the whites. And, um, they, they just, the, the way that they make their wine is really elegant. It's rich. It's beautiful. It's age worthy. Um, and we're going to be having a free tasting here on Saturday from three to six. Um, you can taste through, I think four or five different Batich wines. We will have three other wines from them available by the glass. And honestly, like the wines, the wines aren't cheap. Like there's no effing way I would ever be able to glass pour these, uh, wines. Like it's, it wouldn't make any financial sense to do it. But for this day, we're doing it. We're popping them open. We're pouring full glasses. And we're going to have uh, free sausages. Where are they from? They're going to be from the grill 
And okay. I <laughs> <laughs> the, the vague sausage thing. I, I haven't uh, gotten them yet. Yeah. Uh, that's tomorrow. Um, but it's future Jordan's problem. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like my issue tomorrow. Um, but I, I asked Neil, like, what makes a a sausage Slovenian? Because I've had Slovenian sausages from like Kettle Range, and they kind of just taste like Italian sausages. And he's like, they're Italian sausages. From Slovenia. I'm like, okay, well, so I did some research. Turns out that Gave it a occasionally, yeah, mm-hmm. um, go- googly googly, um, they some occasionally they will put like bacon in the pork sausages. Like raw or cooked? That I don't know. It didn't mm. say. Like, I was not. I assume, I assume raw. I assume raw as well. It's a common technique. You grind, it's, that's your fat. You know, if you're yeah. using, especially if you're using a lean cut, and especially if you're using a different cut of mm. meat, um, that's not as fatty as, say, a pork. You add bacon, and it adds that. Well, instant they usually pork fat. use pork, which is weird. I was yeah. like, that's, that's like, I mean, that's like extra uncommon. pork. It's I not guess. uncommon. It's just the fattier content. Especially I think if you're emulsifying uh, saucers too, that really helps to yeah. get the airier. Um, you add the fat. I think um, I'm gonna put bacon on one of these sausages. You should wrap them. I might. Mm-hmm. I might just Sonoran style, the yeah. hot dog, Sonoran hot dog. Yeah, that was literally what my dad would make us when we were like, my mom was not cooking. She like he would wrap hot dogs in bacon, cut them, add American cheese, wrap it in bacon, and broil it. That was like my dad's go-to. I'm starting to understand why you are the way you are. No, now. there's so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a complicated, complicated I, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I, my dad. Man, my parents, my parents like never cooked. They were like, my mom had like two dishes that she would do, and yeah, see, I, I was cooking on Tuesdays when I was like seven. Yeah. Like my mom was just so sick. Of, I was the, I was the fourth youngest out of five. And yeah. By the time she was like, Paul, you I figure was, it out. No, I was by the time I was like seven, <laughs> she was just so she'd get home from work at five thirty, and she had five kids going, "What, mom, What's for dinner?" Like my now, now think about that as an adult. You're like, oh my god, I will kill all of you. You yeah, know? <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, this is literally like something my partner Brandis and I talk about. It's like we talk about this at breakfast mm-hmm. or well, coffee at like six forty-five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are we gonna do for dinner tonight? Yeah, you have to. Like, who's getting what? What do we have? So How my, do we do it? So what my parents did at a very young age was say, "Okay, there's seven of us. Um, everybody gets a day." So I was Tuesdays from when I was like oh, ten. Yeah, yeah, maybe eight or nine, but uh, yeah. So evidently, I started Taco Tuesdays, um, but everybody had their own day <laughs> or, or burger. And my mom and dad, know. my mom and dad had the my mom and dad had the weekend. So my mom had Saturdays, and my dad had Sunday. Oh, okay, yeah, because they that's those are the only days that they have to prep and time. You yeah, know? but also uh, there was canned green beans. It was like every dinner had an iceberg lettuce raw, and then the selection of dressings around the middle of the table. Oh yeah, like that's like tight. nine different dressings. And then like round steak, but with what it, was like, your what was your dressing of choice back then? Depended. Um, I loved the classic wishbone Italian. I've always been a big okay, fan. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I also dabbled in creamy Italian for a while. Ooh, um, yeah, which is now I find nauseous. Um, but I mean, I still like Italian dressing. And um, uh, besides that, I I'm also French once in a while. French, yeah. uh, the yeah. French. I had a French. I had a French dressing thing when I was a kid. Yeah. For but a also, minute. they changed it to Western, so you didn't feel like you were eating French food. 
Was that know. after 9-11? Probably. Or, no, <laughs> I think it was before because it was still Western. Okay. <laughs> but it was the exact same dressing. It was just it's like, like Freedom yeah. Fries there and, was like and French. Western dressing. It was like somebody had French dressing and somebody had like another company had Western. And it was the exact same thing. Yeah, there was like a we're going to get Saddam dressing. Yeah, but uh, I, learned, I learned how to make stir fries. I learned how to make like, yeah. a bunch of stuff when I was super young. And I would have to, like, the instant critic of my family, you know, just like, here it is. <laughs> and you have to, that's the weirdest thing about being a chef. I'm not a good table toucher. Like, one of those guys would be like, hi, how, ever, how was everything? Because I'm just so <laughs> shy. And I'm like, I'm not, you wouldn't think I am. But, like, when it comes to my own food, and like going out to the table, I like if people don't like it, I'm gonna like go cry, you know. Like um, it's hard to talk about, it's hard yeah. to talk to people about stuff that you make. Yeah, I, I get that all the time. And, and imagine now, now sitting down with the people that are eating your food. <laughs> You're yeah, just watching them. Just, I mean, like that's any dinner party, but still. Yeah, um, it's just it's, it's <laughs> really it's disheartening sometimes. And yeah, I'm a, and I'm a talented, accomplished chef. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. Like I like. I feel like if I had you over, if I if I went to your house for a dinner, I'd be like, yeah. "Wow, I don't really care what the fuck he puts down on the table. Like, yeah. I know it's gonna be good. I'm gonna like it." Um, and you With know, the amount of macaroni and cheese out of a box that I eat would shock you. <laughs> I eat a lot. <laughs> like seriously, I, the craft deluxe thing—it's like three of them at Target for like seven dollars, and that literally yeah. my go-to: some chunky soups. Dude. With saltine crackers, oh man, I I, love. St- I still love that that Campbell's vegetable beef can condensed soup. They don't make it anymore. My mom, my mom used to have like cans of uh, chili beef, Campbell's like the mm. they look like mm-hmm. the Andy Warhol can, uh, but it said chili beef, and it was just like no bean, chili. Oh, it was basically it's almost like a bolognese sauce, and it was horrible. Oh my god, it was just disgusting. Um, you know what? That probably was a bolognese sauce but that for was, a lot of people. That was my mom. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> but uh, my mom would eat that like that was her like macaroni and cheese. Like, she would just yeah. like, I just, I just need something to eat. I'm going to eat chili yep. beef soup. You know, and anyway. Poor moms. Man. <laughs> Seriously. Oh moms, man. Like, that is so... <sighs> Never appreciated enough. Never. Um, they should have their own day. Uh, yeah. One sure. day only. Should. That should be enough for them. I think they'd the, appreciate it. It reminds me of the Simpsons episode when they were all talking about the soldiers and having their own day. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the, the one where he learns how to be a, a newsman. Anyway, I digress. You can fix that in post. We digress. Mm-hmm. We've we've eclipsed our, our set forth time here um, only by about 25 minutes. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> to be fair, though, there's probably a lot of um errors that can be edited out of there. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a okay editor of audio files. Um, we'll see. But, uh, either way, we're back. We're going to figure out a schedule that works for us. Paul is, is the, uh, co-owner and chef at Good Kind. Um, obviously I'm over here at Voyager. We're busy people. We have a lot, we have a lot going on. We literally have a lot on our plates, um, like literal plates mm-hmm. um, and figurative plates and metaphorical plates. Those are the and, worst kind. Yeah. Uh, so we will continue to strive to have weekly episodes released. Um, look on the Instagram page. We also, also we, have also, a, we also like to drink together. So yeah, like, we do. We <laughs> it happens occasionally. Um, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I also had a San Francisco trip that I 
maybe next episode we'll talk a little about San Francisco and and some things like that. But uh, yeah, it's been great getting back to this, and thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please, please, please pop in at Good Kind uh, when you want to get some dinner. Pop in for Voyager at Voyager for some wine. I mean, honestly, like we're just down the street from each other, and uh, we have a lot of affinities for food and beverage, and uh, for one another, and, and for for one another. Our our beards are like Velcro. Um, they're not, but um, we are glad to be back, and we will see you soon. Be good. Come out on Saturday for some free sausages and Slovenian wine tastings. Uh, and uh, as always, chef's kiss.